Welcome to Industrious Radio, a weekly show dedicated to exploring what does it mean to work hard, live fit, and have the absolute best life possible. The show is hosted by Barry Napier, Stephen Hitt, Jeremy Donner, and a revolving cast and crew of super cool people. It's showtime. Welcome, friends, to another episode of the Industrious Radio Show. We are broadcasting today from the worldwide headquarters of the Industrious Radio Show, and I am joined in studio today by my main man, Jeremy. Jeremy Bear, what's up, brother? Not much, man. How are you? Oh, man, I'm so good. How you doing? Doing good. Ready to get this. Yeah, man. So we want to take a, a little bit of time on today's episode. Uh, by a little bit of time, I mean the entire episode, and talk about some of the recent announcements to the CrossFit Games, and, and really even more broadly, maybe the the direction of CrossFit as a movement and uh, as as a as an organization, yeah, some yeah. pretty big stuff has been dropping, and I know a lot of people have been freaking out, uh, trying to understand like what does this all mean, like what's going on with the deal is. And so, if if you haven't been following along in any of the the CrossFit related news, Jeremy, why don't you just give us um, the latest kind of what's been going on? Yeah, what's the so big deal? There's been um, a couple articles going around on the internet. Uh, via Facebook and lots of posts on Instagram um, that people are coming across. And so there's some big changes coming up to the competitive side of CrossFit that are are caused by Greg Glassman, who's the, the founder and CEO of, of CrossFit, the company, um, wanting CrossFit to become what he had originally intended it to be, which is a health and wellness type company, trying to get people back into shape. Um, so he's announced several upcoming changes that are, that are going to come at come at us quick, um, starting this open, um, in this following year. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. So, and before we, before we kind of lay out the specific changes, some of which maybe you've heard of and, and some of you maybe you haven't, and we'll kind of discuss it. And I, I do think that it is an interesting time, you know, it's an inflection point because if you look at how CrossFit has grown, kind of it's. It's meteoric rise, you know, and just explosion across the globe as a fitness phenomenon and the growth in in what we've seen in, in the popularization of the games, you know. I mean, so it's like, you know, major kind of it's like I just was talking to a friend uh, the other day, you know, and it's like about the upcoming game season and whatever, you know, and it's like it's like any other sport, you know, you could have games athletes with a collectible card, you know, and, and checking out their stats and stuff and people are totally into it. And so there's an entertainment factor to it and there's a sport element to the whole thing. And I think it's very interesting that, you know, that hasn't happened by accident. But at the same time, we now have the founder you know, and this is again, you know, explosion, huge growth, founder basically saying, wait a minute, this isn't exactly tracking how I want it to track and or I feel like we need to emphasize some other elements within the CrossFit story more than others right now. So I do think it's just an interesting kind of part of the CrossFit movement in Genesis of Glassman saying, hey, hold on. Uh, I want us to make sure that we are grounded in what this thing started off to be, which he didn't start CrossFit to become an entertainment yeah. Or a sports agency. Totally. You know what I'm saying? He didn't start this to be like the NFL, the next NFL type thing. Yeah, definitely. Right? And I definitely. think that's a little bit what we're seeing here. Yeah. And I don't think that's I don't think that's a bad thing. I a lot of the people who are really competitive are are I think they're having a hard time dealing with this. But 
this this is just Glassman going back to like the roots and the values of why he started this company in the first place. And it wasn't to create your Barry Bonds and your Mickey Mantles and like, you know, these big name people that are, you know, your Matt Frazier's, your Tia Claire Toomey's and all these people who are seeing all this fame. That's an awesome byproduct of, of this this fitness program turning into a sport and having all these different complex layers of it. Um, but what he wants to get back to is, is creating more affiliates to touch base and, and be hands on with the people of the world and give them their fitness and their life back. Because that's, that's what CrossFit is, is CrossFit is functional movements. So we're trying to get people back into shape, um, broad modalities. So we want you to be able to do anything and everything. And then at high intensities, whatever that is for each individual person. So CrossFit was originated for your military, your police, your firefighters trying to train the day in the day out unknowns of those jobs. But other people saw the, the results and the beauty of what this program is and what it could be for your everyday person. Who's not military responder. Yeah. 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 You know, it's still, I got to run and chase down my kids and then go do all this other stuff and, and we can give people their lives back. Um, and so I actually, I think it's actually a great turn for the company to be honest. I I do too, man. I, I think that in for anyone listening, if you haven't ever gone back and read any of Glassman's original work, I highly recommend it in the CrossFit journal. Some of those old articles, man, they are so inspiring. They're so they're dense. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I mean, that's not like, but it's a good thing to read before bed. Maybe if it'll help you kind of get sleepy time. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> you know, you can work through it over a couple of weeks and get through like one of five those pages and I yeah, five boom, then out. But it's really cool stuff, and you, know, you realize that. Um, you realize that one Glassman's like a super smart guy. I mean, one crazy, like, crazy smart, smart yeah. crazy smart. Uh, and just when it comes to just kind of biologically and, and like biological adaption and like how our bodies respond to different stimulus and, and how do you affect really the most positive outcomes within like the human organism? Um, man, it's just like, it's super cool stuff to read and to get into it. And I, and I really just think that like anytime you have an organization that grows immensely, there's always going to be points where it has to kind of course correct, change, shift, pivot, make sure that it's it's really going after the big vision, which as you just said, I think the big vision, big vision and the big core message of, trans, of CrossFit is really one of transformation and in a journey into a deeper and more powerful um, level of health than most people think is maybe possible or even knew existed for them. And I really think that that's what the core message is. Like, that's when I think about when I discovered CrossFit, what blew me away is I thought I was fit. Yeah. And what I came to realize was that I had scratched the surface of fitness. Totally. And there was a whole other world um, out there of really cool stuff to learn how to do and be and become, but then also to experience the benefits of that from a health standpoint, you know, and, and from... Um, a quality of life standpoint. And I, I never was under any illusion that I ever wanted to be a games athlete or, or pursue any kind of, you know, that, that, that sport element. That's just not why I ever got into CrossFit. So for me to hear this, I really love it because I think this is what the big mission and the big vision is, is the, the, it's the transformation of the individual. So I'm pumped. Now that all being said, I mean, I love myself some good entertainment as well. So I yeah, love, I, and I love the open, and I love the concept of the open. And I really think as we look at this, 
you know, and we think, well, how does this impact the community? Um, I think for, for most of us, I think this is going to be cool. I think it's going to be, it's going to seem more inclusive and more open, but I think on the other side, there's always the unknown for our ultra competitive athletes out there. Like, what does this mean to me? Does this mean, you know, that I have no hopes of going to the games or, or what, you know? So why don't you break down some of the changes that are happening and help us understand what we could look forward to? Yeah, totally. So, um, what we got out of this article. So this is an article. The article was, um, posted off of the morning chalk up and it was written by, uh, Justin LaFranco. Um, and it's just been going around. So here's what he broke down after an interview with Greg Glassman, maybe a, a, just a couple of weeks ago. So here's a few of the things. So what's staying this year is going to be the open and the games. So those two things are staying. There's going to be a little bit of a change with the open, um, but those are the strongholds. So we're saying, and just to give everybody the timeline on that. So we're talking about February, March. Um, so the open is actually, so for the first year, they actually want to transition it to be in October. Okay. So but, there you go. That's change, right? Yeah, yeah. But traditionally it has always taken place in late February. So yep. this first year, there's going to be two opens starting this, this fall, starting this fall. So, so like late. buckle up, ready to go this fall. Like <laughs> yep. just in like a few, like four, six weeks from now. Yep. Okay. So late February or excuse me. No, no, no. October, uh, October. 2019. Oh, 2019. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Woo. Yeah. I was like, Oh my God, I'm a head spinner right now. Okay, yeah. So, so just so There's everybody's so much clear. training to do. I got to get through my cycles. <laughs> no, so just so everybody's clear. The new, we're talking 2019. So yeah. there will be nothing to happen in 2018, but in 2019, there will be two opens, two opens. So there will be the traditional spring, uh, February, the February, the February. Like, yep. Uh, and then that'll actually probably take us all the way through whatever this year looks like. And then there will be following next year's games, another open in October. So it'll start us start the competitive year off sooner. Okay. So we got the February, we got our kind of late February thing. We've like, we've, we've been seeing, then we're going to have like the, the, the games events happening, the, the big game event happening kind of, we'll stay in yep, August Stay okay. Stay kind of late summer. And then we will then though, move into the new type of, the new the new type of open the, well, the new timeline the new timeline and yeah. kind of the new structure which will then kick into play in late October mid late October yeah, of 2019. 2019 okay cool yeah so we'll roll with the open of the games um, things that are leaving is going to be the invitational which I mean some people pay attention to that some people don't it's kind of an off season fun hurrah country versus country sort of deal yeah. um, but then regionals that's the big one that's the one that's got people losing their shit. Uh, regionals is going to be no more. Um, RIP regionals. Yeah. A couple of to be determines that haven't, uh, been locked down yet are the age group qualifiers. So no word yet on whether those are staying or going. Cause they have, you know, they do the open also, which that'll probably stay, um, uh, for the age group qualifiers. But then for those groups, they always do the online qualifier, online age group qualifier, just maybe, four to six weeks after the open wraps up and before the actual regionals were starting back in the day. Yep. So those are our kind of our masters athletes, teen, teen athletes, basically yep. like all of the other different age categories. Exactly. So we're not sure whether that's staying or going or what the deal is with that. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how they structure that. Cause I mean, there's, there's a ton of masters divisions and I mean, you kind of have to break it down They're They're like five year gaps. You kind of yeah. got to do it that way. They've been, it seems like they've been, I mean, there's always talk of like adding more on too. I know that I'm talking with Catherine, she's been wanting to see that. Yeah. That like 65 plus 65 plus category. Yeah. Yeah. So they just added, I think 
not this last year, but the year before, they added the 30 to 35 division, yeah. which was the newest one. And, man, those guys are tanks, though. Yeah. Like, they're those guys are really, really good. They're just, like, maybe a half step behind, you know, the 25-year-olds. But they're still just as good. And they're I think they're bigger. When we were at the games, I walked by a few of them, Neil Maddox, uh, Kyle Kasperbauer, a couple of them. Man, those dudes are huge. Yeah, man. That's when, because you start getting into that middle, that middle age muscle. You know yep. what I'm saying? That's kind of muscle I like. The, the dad muscle. Yeah, dad muscle, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I think the big thing that's coming out of this is just there's not going to be any more regionals. So how do people qualify for the games if there's no regionals? The structure that they're going to go with is that each country that has an affiliate will be able to crown the fittest in their country after the five weeks of the Open. So top male, top female, and then top team. So they're going to get an automatic bid into the games. Uh, with that said, there's 162 countries that have affiliates in them. So that's a lot of people um, and a lot of teams. How they'll determine all of that, if they're all actually going to go or what, who Remains knows? to be seen. Yeah. Um, then from November through June... This is going to be their new kind of like wild card last chance in. So they're going to have 16 sanctioned CrossFit competitions. And they've already been in talks with the directors from competitions like the Dubai Fitness Championship, uh, Wadapalooza, and the Granite Games are just a few of the big name competitions that get thrown out. Um, so they're looking worldwide, basically. They're saying, hey, what are the pre-existing kind of preeminent premier uh, competitions that are happening out there already, and let's partner with them mm-hmm. around the world. We're going to have like 16 official that will be qualifiers, essentially. Yes. And then, again, the winners, male, female, and team from each of those competitions will also get bids into the games. Um, another small fact is, I mean, they're going to be outsourcing their broadcasting um, from from here on out, it sounds like. Uh, and that's probably just like a dollars thing and simplifying um, their, their marketing and whatever team. Yeah, that's what it sounded like to me. It sounded like maybe there was some bloat they were trying to cut with this whole thing too. I mean, anytime you look at getting outside partners to like the to, to you know vendors or whatever to partner up with, it's usually like uh, they're trying to do too much and realize like, wait a minute, we're we're kind of stepping outside of our specialty zone here. Why don't we just get people who know how to do this and they yeah. can do it? Let me give you a hundred thousand dollars and you just take care of it exactly. for us or whatever it yeah. is. Um, but these, I mean, these competitions could be could be huge because if you don't, it's it's going to change from a competitive standpoint. It's going to change the way people train entirely because the Open is going to come sooner after the games. Games in August, and then the Open is going to start in October. So that's like pretty back to back. But then from there on out, you've got these sixteen competitions that they'll probably be spaced out pretty decently every three four weeks or so. But you'll have those opportunities and 16 more opportunities to qualify yourself for the games. Whereas in the past, you've had to peak yourself for this one weekend of regionals and give it your all for three for three days. Hopefully that's good enough and that'll get you to the games. Now, do you pick three or four competitions and you have your coach try to peak you for those competitions? Um, or do you just hail Mary it and go to every single one it's it's going to draw a good crowd of people and i think that it's it's actually going to give us a better pool of people at the games it's truly going to give you the fittest on earth because the way that it's been in the past is for instance a few years ago 
the Central East when that was a region. If you're talking about the guy side of competition, the Central East was like the region that, yeah, oh man, you had like Rich Froning, Dan Bailey was out there, Graham Holmberg, um, I think Casper Bauer might have been out of there. And there's, I mean, there's a ton of other dudes. So that was back when it was only the top three people go. So top three, Rich Froning always got his ticket. Dan Bailey got his ticket. And then there was one other. But the top 10 guys out of the Central East were all good enough to come close to a podium or take top 10 at the games. The only thing I was holding them back was if they didn't make the top three because Mr. Rich Froning over here, best there ever was, um, is always taking a spot. So they're getting left out. They did a documentary um, where one guy was saying he finished like seventh in the region. He was like, man, this is like total bullshit. I went through regionals and I finished all of the events. I may not have won all the events, but I finished them. And there's people in other regions who are doing the exact same events at the regionals and they're not finishing two or three of them, but yet they're still getting a ticket into the game. So, you know, by CrossFit standards, this guy is clearly more fit than these other Mm -hmm. people that are going to the game. So you're not really getting a true pool of who the fittest on earth are. There are some people in these different countries that are getting left out. Europe is another stacked region that has that issue as well. Yeah. Where the density, the density of the athletes in that particular, you know, that particular geographic location means that some people who would just crush it if they were in another part of the world, are not going because yeah. the limit the limitations built into the system in now so now there's basically all these other opportunities that one of those people could say go and qualify now yeah yeah you know this some young stud from Europe or something might not do his best in the open but he'll be able to fly to Los Angeles and whenever it is and go compete and just smash everybody and get his ticket to the games. Yeah. And so it'll create a, a a good competition. And I think this also, I mean, just from an entertainment factor, I think this also gives us more things to watch. And really, you know, it's like kind of extends the season some or, or keeps maybe more going on in between because I kind of feel like there's these peaks and then it kind of falls off as people get back into their training cycles prior to the big event. But now, you know, if we think about especially like 2019 is going to be just chock full of stuff to watch. But if we think about moving forward you know if we have this we have this um fall kind of october uh open season right and then we have a 16 competitions that's going to be i mean that's cool it's kind of exciting to think about all that fun stuff you can kind of dial it in tune in and it kind of from a wild card standpoint keeps a lot more people in play yeah definitely definitely i think it's it's going to be something fun to watch it's kind of got like a golfing championship like fedex cup feel to it you know you got all these competitions leading up to this one big competition so i mean people are going to get to compete more often if they really want to and see where they're at and win more prize money it leaves the door open for more sponsorships maybe nike will be able to step their foot in here noble might be able to get themselves a competition we'll see yeah that's a great point i didn't even think about that definitely opens the door for more sponsorships and for some of these other brands to start to play ball yeah i love that and i don't think that um i think a lot of people are giving glassman a lot of grief for getting rid of regionals but you got to think there's this last year in the article it stated that the brazil regional or the one held in south america cost them one million dollars and only two people came out of that region so these regional competitions, while they are super exciting and people come out of them, 
they're very, very expensive to put on. You know, they've got to get all this equipment down there. They've got all these bodies, volunteers, all of that stuff. So it's really expensive on the company to run these competitions and only get two people out of it or three people out of it or whatever it is. Um, yeah, man, it, I'll tell you, no, nobody, we never, none of us, unless you, unless it's your business and you own it, nobody thinks about the cost, right? I uh, mean, you just look at the front end numbers and everybody gets excited. It's, it's this is like this for, for, for gyms, right? It's like, Oh man, look at this gym, that gym or whatever. Look, 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 they have like lots of members that just probably have like a big swimming pool filled with cash and they're just <laughs> diving into it Scrooge McDuck style. And totally. It like, doesn't work that way. Okay. I mean, the, the more, yes, the more sales you have, great. But this isn't like, this is a business that's based on bo- putting bodies and taking care of people and it has a lot of hard fixed costs. And you don't think about that. So you think, oh man, yeah, whoa, wow, holy cow, what would it take to, throw a bunch of global regional events yeah that's a probably a pretty big that's probably a pretty big uh, price tag at the end of the day on that yeah and i mean if if the brazil one was only two people and that was a million dollars i think there was nine regionals across four different countries last year so you're talking minimum nine million dollars probably more probably more yeah. for just regionals wow that's crazy so no regionals and nope. instead, we're moving to a new format. Any other changes that that we that are relevant to this that that just stand out to you? I, we're going to see more of an emphasis on the health aspect of CrossFit versus the game. So, Greg Glassman's quoted as saying that he's attempting to de-emphasize the games. He's not trying to destroy the games. He's just trying to de-emphasize the games. So he wants the company to become the company he intended to be where people say CrossFit and you think of the person down the street who lost a hundred pounds or the person who has uh, cerebral palsy and is still in there squatting and, and moving around and regaining mobility. We have several members with MS who have seen great changes. Those are the stories that he wants to see emphasized. And I think if you pay attention to the CrossFit Instagram page in like the next couple of weeks, you'll see that they're posting a lot more of those sorts of things um, as opposed to the CrossFit games who is posting all the time about the games and all these individual athletes um, and, and trying to really hype them up. But currently there's 15,000 global affiliates being hands-on with their communities and really getting in there and helping teachers, firefighters, moms, dads, all these people. But his goal and he sees this change as the pathway to, he says, 150,000 affiliates. So if CrossFit has this sort of a footprint on the world already with only 15,000, 150,000 is going to be unbelievable. That's a lot of affiliates. You know, and it's, this brings up a whole other interesting conversation and we don't have to wrap a hold down it today, but you know, like anytime you have something that, that kind of achieves a certain level of success and cultural impact and significance like CrossFit has, you know, you always have, you always have the, the doom, the doom and gloom side of things, right? You have the haters always. And, and, but, but, but sometimes bringing up good points like market saturation, like are there too many CrossFit gyms already? And it's like certainly within, um, within our geographic region here in Seattle, you know, we had, we did see a kind of a peak in, in gyms. And then we saw a kind of a consolidation, mm-hmm. um, over the last number of years where some of those gyms got eaten up by others and, or, you know, the fact is CrossFit's one of these things where almost anybody with, with it, like back in the day, it's probably still this, this way. Like you could go get a credit card and 
two weeks later, you could have a business. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Seriously. Like, you could get literally a credit card, and you could just put the whole, like, order from Rogue, build it out in your gym. Totally. Spend $25, get your state license, and you're a sole prop. <laughs> you know, give CrossFit their three grand or whatever for affiliate fees, and you're in business. Definitely. And and I do think there was a there was this period where, you know, a lot of people were thinking, I want to open a gym um, because they're passionate about it. And, and the, the fact of the matter is, is like running a gym is like any other business. It's incredibly complicated. There's a lot of other factors, logistics and customer service and all this kind of stuff. So when I look at the consolidation that we've seen here locally within our CrossFit community, I don't see it so much as a saturation issue as a as a kind of a play out around like st- business stability and business management. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And almost quality too. That's what I'm saying. Like it's hard to deliver something awesome all the time to a lot of people. If, if, if you're like one or two people, like a, like a small, tiny, like kind of, I don't know, mom and pop's probably not the husband and wife or a soul, soul dude who like, you know, his friends coaching two or three classes. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's like, I love that passion. I love that grit, you know, and it's just like we're bootstrapping stuff. I'm just saying that that is hard to maintain for five years. You know what I'm saying? Like there a hundred hours a week, you know, that's hard. And that's where, when we look at over the past number of years, we see some of the gym consolidations that were happening. You know, and also I think in the Seattle market, the other thing that we would look at here would be uh, real estate and yeah. and property and property cost and cost to get space and all of this new mixed use space coming up. Nobody wants a gym in there. And if they do, they want like something that makes no sound. They want a planet fitness. They want to, yeah, they like, so I, I know there's just so, there's a number of gyms in the downtown area that have these no drop rules or no drop times. And it's very challenging. And I talked to gym owners who spent thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of dollars trying to soundproof, vibration proof. Yeah. And man, it's just not happening when you're dropping heavy loads. You know, I've had people cut channels through concrete, all this stuff. So anyways, point being, I don't think that the CrossFit as a fitness experience or as an affiliate thing is saturated. I think there's plenty, plenty of growth that's available for great affiliates, for great gyms to create huge impact within their communities. Even right here in our market where we have a fair amount of gyms. Yeah. I don't think it's saturated. So I don't think 150,000 affiliates is an insane idea. No, I don't think so. And it's, there's so much of the country of like the country and the world that's, untouched by crossfit still i know, you know? i and just was there i was back east my hometown ain't no crossfit in jamestown <laughs> <laughs> there should you be could, man you could be the first you could go back to jamestown oh, god mary if she was listening to this right now she'd just be <laughs> freaking out never <laughs> no. jeremy shut your mouth we'll never go back no it's but you know there are all kinds of communities like that and that's a community you know 30 40 50 000 people absolutely could support a great great gym there great box could crush it and there's a just, just tons of those areas mm-hmm that aren't served right now. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like people get afraid of the CrossFit name. You know, this is, we were just talking about this when the original idea or that the way that CrossFit is now is you say CrossFit, people associate that with the games and then they associate it with Matt Frazier and his like 22 inch arms and his 500 pound back squat. And, you and know, just like how, these, these powerful then and women often think of these like super muscular, like yeah. ultra, like, hardcore like elite female athletes and they're totally. like whoa wait a minute that's like way beyond what i'm like yeah how many of those people hear crossfit picture that in their head and then how many of them are saying 
yes, I want to do that. How many people are saying, oh, shit, that's scary. I don't want to do that. That's not what I want to look like. Totally. Um, or I don't want to get hurt or, I, you know, CrossFit's too extreme or blah, blah, blah. And they think, I think CrossFit and extreme is like what I see. It's like, oh, I'm a ooh, CrossFit. Um, no, I don't, man, I don't know about that. Like, yeah. Like, I, here's how, I, here was, and this is how I got into CrossFit. I was working in Starbucks at the time, I was in leadership. And there was one of my peers who I had always been fitter than, always. And I started noticing over time that he was looking pretty good. Now, I would still say I was fitter than him. And if John's listening to this, you know it's true, buddy. I was probably always fitter than you. But I was noticing. I was like, man, damn, John's looking good. And we were out for beers. And I was like, dude, like you look you look, look phenomenal, man. Like, what are you doing? Like, what, what, what do you got going on? He's like, oh, man, I'm doing this thing called CrossFit. And I was like, dude, what's that? You know, and I never heard of it. Yeah. And that's how I got started in CrossFit. Cause yeah, my buddy, I was like, I didn't want him to be like in better shape than me. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I was always trying to like, he was always like, you know, one up in me and we were always trying to one up each other in leadership and sales and stuff. And there's no way I was going to let him get the drop on me. So I was like, I got to go join CrossFit now. Let's do it. Yeah, man. And I loved it. But that was the thing. I noticed his physical transformation mm-hmm. and it was, it was impressive. Um, and I, and he just seemed like energetic and awesome. And I was like, man, what this guy's doing something. And I want to find out what, and I think that is the spirit of which Glassman is, is going after things right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. If I mean, if people are on the fence about starting CrossFit, don't look up the CrossFit games and expect that to be it because that's not it at all. That is the 0.01% of the 1% that make it to regionals, you know? Think of just go to a gym. Most gyms do a free class. Just try one. It's the same thing with anything in life. I really want to try that. Go, go try, try it. it. Go try it. Go try it. You know, jump in, two-footed, give it a shot. You know, if it doesn't happen, turn around and walk out. It's fine. It, but odds are you're probably going to enjoy it. You're going to have a good time. And, yeah, this, I, you know, especially like an industrious, obviously, you know, we want friends and family of our members to come in. We want people to come in. We have our three-day, you know, free class pass. We give people three classes. Um, you know, so we come in, man. It's like, especially our gym, I think, is so friendly and welcoming. That's the thing I think a lot of times it's just like kind of scary when you're looking at a new gym. But yeah, I had just that's for the most part, there are so few gyms that I've I can count on one hand, you know, the one or two times I went into a place that I, like a CrossFit gym, not locally, like while traveling, where I didn't feel super welcome. Um, almost always you just feel incredibly welcome. People are super cool, introducing themselves, coming up and making you feel so, so comfortable. So got get in there and try it, man. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that our coaches do best is when there is a new person, you know, we'll let the class know like, Hey, this is, this is their first class. Like let's, let's bring them into our arms and, and invite yourself, make them feel welcome. That's always what we say. Um, just, you know, it kind of takes that edge off of like, Oh, I'm the new person. Like, I'm not going to be very good at this. Nobody's going to know that, but it's like, Hey, this is the new person. Uh, and then everybody's kind of like, Oh, they're new. Let me help them out. Like, how can I help them out? Here's some plates. These are the callers. Let me show you the whiteboard. A lot of times there's a lot of members who, you know, they teach, teach those guys a, a ton of stuff as they're just squatting on the platforms or something like that. But our coaches are really, really good at coddling the new person. You know, we're not just going to put you in the class and expect you to know what you're doing. We're going to highly recommend light weights. We're not going to let you go too heavy. We're going to show you the right way to do things. If you need scaling, we're going to give you scaling. So there's not really, you know, we're going to take that frightful edge off for you. I guarantee it. 
totally. I I guarantee it as well. I mean, yeah. So lots of interesting changes. I'm I'm really excited for this upcoming season. I'm excited for this pivot. Um, I'm you know I'm an unavowedly uh, old school CrossFit fan. That's what I always you know. And again, it's just like we're all kind of imprinted with the time and season we get into things. And I'm just a, I just love this pivot by Glassman. I love the sentiment. I believe CrossFit the, the the powerful deep message is one of possibility of transformation and of experiencing a level of health and vitality that you didn't even know was possible for yourself. So man, that's the reality of the CrossFit experience. That's what we do every day. That's what we help people do. And that's what's so stinking cool about this. So all this is good stuff. I think it's all good stuff, man. And I appreciate you taking some time to walk us through these changes and let us know kind of what's going on so we don't freak out and we can get really excited. Yeah. Hopefully everybody can just take a nice big breath, relax, get back to training, whatever's most important to you and have fun with it is, is the big thing. Enjoy yourself inside the gym and enjoy that fitness outside the gym. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this this is dropping for those listening as this thing drops. This will be dropping right around the Labor Day weekend. So if you're listening to this uh, over the weekend, we want you to have a phenomenal weekend. And if you're uh, listening to it after the weekend, uh, we're glad those kids are back in school. We're excited for the fall. We're excited for the season. And uh, we have a lot of cool stuff happening this fall in the gym. So stay tuned for more cool stuff. Big J, man, thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you to the people. And we will see you in the gym. Thanks for tuning into the show. This podcast has been brought to you by Local Business Academy. Tune in next week for a brand new episode. Like, share, subscribe, and leave us a review.